Today is Wednesday, January 12th. The title for our devotional is Beholding the Glory of the Lord. This week, we are looking at one verse again. If you can't tell, I've been thinking about this verse a lot, and it's absolutely worth reflecting on. Today, we come to the phrase, Beholding the Glory of the Lord. Yesterday, we looked at the main verb in the sentence, that believers are to be transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Paul says this is to be done by contemplating the Lord's glory, or here, beholding the Lord's glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, yet again. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The word translating beholding here in the ESV is an interesting word. It only occurs here in the New Testament, so it can be difficult to interpret. In other Greek literature of the day, it refers to looking at oneself in a mirror. The difference in translations of the major English translations illustrates the difficulty in translating the word. Here in the ESV, the translation is beholding. The NIV, it's contemplate. The New Living Translation is see and reflect. The New American Standard is beholding as in a mirror. All of these kind of get at the idea. And, but there's two kind of ideas at play here. So it's likely used as an idiom for contemplating or looking intently or beholding, uh, but also would carry the literal understanding of looking into a mirror and reflecting. This looking into a mirror idea also comes through with his use of the word image as that which believers are being transformed into. It's quite possible that both of these ideas are in play here as well, which the NLT, the New Living Translation, attempts to capture with C and reflect. The idea is likely similar to what happened with Moses. He saw the glory of God, then reflected the glory with radiance from his face. The idea of seeing and being transformed is not just isolated to this verse either. The two are found together in these other verses in the New Testament as well. 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. 1 John 3, 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and that and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. What Christians are to contemplate or behold here and reflect is the glory of the Lord. In just a few verses later, Paul will explain what he means by the glory of the Lord as well, as who is the image of God. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory, displayed in the face of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 3-4 And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So Christ here is the image of God that we are to be transformed into. The glory of God shines most brightly in the face of Jesus, and Jesus is the image of God. To contemplate and reflect the glory of God is to contemplate and reflect Jesus. He is the fullest revelation of God's glory that humans could behold without dying. As we behold Jesus, therefore, we are transformed into his image. That is, we begin to reflect his glory more and more. 
This all comes from the Spirit of God, who is equated here with the Lord. Seeing as how we talked about the Trinity a good bit last week, it's fitting to note that throughout this text and its surrounding context, it's often uncertain whether Paul is referring to the Father, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit with his references to the Lord. He specifically equates the Lord with the Spirit at the end of the verse, but it is often left unspecified. This is likely by design. Verse 17 is a good example of the intentional obscurity. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. (laughs) In short, the more we behold, contemplate, and get to know Jesus, the more we begin to reflect him by developing the character of Christ. For additional content today, I've linked you to a Live No Lies podcast with John Mark Comer and Rich Velotis, where they talk a good bit about contemplation and contemplative prayer. So I'd encourage you to give that a listen. And today, I'd encourage you to uh, practice this contemplative prayer, beholding the glory of the Lord. Think about how awesome God is. Think about his power, his holiness, his justice, his love, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness. How have you seen the glory of the Lord in Scripture? How have you seen the glory of the Lord in your life? Think about it, behold it, reflect on it, and give him praise.